Greetings, writer strike and actor strike supporters, and welcome back to Tune Out. This will be a podcast we do instead of stay doomed to support those striking. I am your host, TV's Noah Houlihan, joined as always by Laura Prince. Hey! So today on Tuned Out, our lovely patrons, uh, a couple days ago, a couple weeks ago, uh, posted in our exclusive Discord the top 50 worst decisions in television. We have not looked at it, but we have some guesses of what we think is going to be on this list, and then we're going to go through it and discuss it. And that's what we're doing this week on Tune Out. I will say I pulled up the website so I know what number 50 is, but nothing else. Okay, I have not. Okay. So we'll see. Uh, so do you want to just run through your list and then I'll run through mine? We might have some stuff that has shared. Uh, the cancellation of Firefly? That is my number one on mine is the cancellation of Firefly. Mine are not in an order. I didn't rank mine. I didn't rank mine either, oh. but that was the first one I wrote down. The cancellation of Firefly. It was the first one I wrote down yeah. as well. What, what a silly thing. Uh, because it also kind of ended up with a lot of ramifications for Fox. Yeah. In that Firefly essentially single-handedly gave them that reputation. Mm-hmm. Because Firefly almost immediately picked up a cult status. Yeah. So it really, it hurt them in a way that's very fascinating. Because mm-hmm. when you think about it, uh, there's shows that got more than one season because of Firefly. Dollhouse. Yeah. Dollhouse is the first Only one got a second season. I believe... Uh, Fringe was nearly canceled in its first season as well. Yeah, I hated Fringe. I tried to like Fringe and I hated it. It aired when I was in high school and college and I feel like I just didn't get into anything at that time. Yeah, that's true. So that that was one of the first ones I put. Okay. R- run through your list then I'll run through mine. Okay, uh, VH1 not doing proper background checks. Ooh, this is an interesting one. Uh, Really, I could stretch that to reality shows not doing proper background checks because Ryan Jenkins being the largest example, Mm -hmm. considering he had an assault charge in Canada and ultimately murdered a woman. Yeah. Uh, But I feel like it's not uncommon for a reality show to have a nasty surprise about Mm -hmm. a contestant at some point during the run. American Idol, I feel like, had a few. American Idol had a few. There's the one episode, uh, one season of Big Brother, I think it's like season two, where, like, and it was live on the the streams and stuff. Uh, The guy was, like, making out with this girl and then grabs a knife and holds it to her throat and says, can I kill you? What? Uh, he was asked to leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was wild. Uh, so yeah, th- there's been quite a few uh, mysterious... I believe a serial killer ended up on the dating game at one point. Yes. Yeah. Uh, one of the, I feel like one of the big ones. Yeah. Yeah, but very famously, the, a serial killer who was on the run... Rodney up, Alcala. Yeah, he ended up on the dating game. I do not believe he won. <laughs> he is referred to as the dating game killer because he appeared on the dating game in 1978, mm-hmm. which was while he was actively killing people. Yeah. He had a busy schedule. Back. Like, it wasn't like he appeared and then later became a murderer. He was an active murderer. Yeah. And then was like, well, now I'm looking for love. <sighs> Insanity. It's like chilling. Yeah. What else you got? Uh, Kid Nation. Kid Nation. All right. Understandable. We did a full episode on that. A few of mine are a little more general. 
Okay. Uh, keeping shows around too long. Okay. So when you have the shows that become like the zombie versions of themselves, where yeah, they're clearly Simpsons. Going, not even Simpsons. At least still has most of its original cast, mm-hmm. and you are not aging these characters. I, I'm thinking of uh, shows where half of the original cast is gone and has moved on. Yeah. Uh, I know the uh, post-Michael seasons of The Office mm-hmm. can fall into this. Uh, that's what I always think of. Scrubs in its weird postscript season. Mm-hmm. So what I'm thinking of here is shows that should have been canceled and are just kind of kept around because of their IP. Okay. Even though you've lost a lot of what made the show magical. That makes a sense. Zombie Simpsons is a very common phrase. That's why I... That's fair. Immediately went to The Simpsons. I mean, the idea of dumbing down a character and simplifying it to remove all dimension is called flanderization. Yeah. So I understand what you mean by that. Mm -hmm. But what I'm talking about is the show is barely... Mm -hmm. uh, Walking Dead's a good example, if you want to really... Oh, yeah. Walking Dead. All definitions of zombie. Mm -hmm. Of... If your show gets the... That's still... Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, Grey's Anatomy is entering its final season now? I don't know if this is the final season. Oh my god. But I do believe it has not been cancelled. Yeah. And Grey's not there anymore. I mean, I was in college jokingly calling it Greg's Anatomy years ago. Yeah, Grey's Anatomy is still on. Goodness gracious. Um, They did say this is the first... Uh, this is the first fall that there will be no Grey's Anatomy because of the strike. Mm. But it does not appear to have been canceled. Uh, it do- it has been renewed. It's yeah. just not going to come back in the fall. Okay, that makes sense. Um, the Dan Schneiderization of Nickelodeon. I almost wrote that one down. Of... This is kind of... One, Dan Schneider's Predator. From- yeah, I didn't know how to phrase it. And you... Nailed it. And two, changing all of their major programming from more Slice of Life and Nicktoons to everyone's trying to be famous or yeah. or already is special in yeah. some way. Living that sweet life or That's whatever. Disney. Oh, you're right. Disney's sweet life. Uh, Disney did it too. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of coming down on Nickelodeon harder because Disney does not have one a known to accused predator. Yeah. Here's a less general one. Uh, postponing the Buffy season five finale graduation day. Oh, because of... Uh, Columbine. Columbine, Now, yes. there, it was one of two episodes that was delayed. Nobody thinks the one about a possible school shooter being delayed is mm-hmm. problematic. Everyone's yeah. like, yeah, no, he was in the clock tower going to shoot people. Yeah, we're yeah. going to go ahead and say that's maybe not something we're airing. That was also going to air much closer to the end. Oh, Yeah. Like, maybe, like, within a week or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, graduation Day, one, did not have anything to do with the subject matter. It was just... They do blow up the school, I think. <laughs> yes. But, like, it's supernatural cartoon violence yeah. at that point. Like, it's not anything that's yeah. very The credible. mayor has become a snake monster at this point, And thus, that's the only way to defeat him. <laughs> but it also aired in every other country, so it became... Uh, a big issue with spoilers. Because mm, this sense. is like very early on in the internet. So you couldn't watch it, but you could kind of like dig up what happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Janet Jackson being punished for the Super Bowl fiasco, but not Justin Timberlake. Very good. Very good. That Car- is ridiculous. Cartoon Network attempting to become CN Real. 
Oh, yeah. And ruining a lot of its own reputation in a way that I don't think it's ever entirely come back from. Yeah, when they were, when they had that game show with Andrew W.K. Yes. <laughs> yeah, what was that about? And then I have two more. Uh, one of them is not... This is a an old Stay Doomed episode. Uh, CW not moving forward with Wayward Sisters... Ooh, that's a, that's a really good shout, really. Because they've been having so much trouble keeping the supernatural brand alive. Mm-hmm. And they had this sort of pre-made, gift-wrapped, uh, in-demand way to keep mm-hmm. that franchise going that they just didn't take. And CW is rapidly losing all of their main IPs. The Arrowverse is ending, mm-hmm. has ended. Uh, Riverdale is ending next week. Yeah. And I've been catching up and... <laughs> And then finally, my last one is uh, not giving talent what they need and want to flourish, causing the destruction of countless shows and films uh, because executives were greedy and not meeting union demands. Very good. Very good. I wanted to have something with the strike and I couldn't really find it. I was like trying to say something like with Lost. If only they had saved the cheerleader, they could have saved the they world. They could have saved the world. They could have saved the world. I like those. We have a couple that kind of... That are parallel, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I have Fireflies canceled. Okay. My number two is the final season of Scrubs. Okay. So right there. Uh, my number, The third one I came up with is the G4 style Esquire debacle. Okay. So uh, G4... Got canceled. You'll hear me tippy-tapping because I'm actually writing yours down. Okay. Uh, G4 kind of got, as a network, got canceled. The original run of G4 to make room for the Esquire network. Yes. To the point that... G4 was a zombie channel for the last year or so. Before that, though, like, they were preparing for the switch into the Esquire network. Because I remember logging onto Facebook and getting all this Esquire stuff because they changed G4's pages to the Esquire network. And then at the last moment, G4 was not replaced with the Esquire network. The style network was. And they just left G4 to rot for like years, showing reruns of Cheaters and X-Play. There's like a solid two years of them just kind of existing. Yeah. It was mostly cops and cheaters. Yeah, it was wild because I remember like being sad that like... G4 didn't exist anymore, but I didn't have cable at the time. And then, like, visiting my parents and turning on G4 and being like, huh, still there, huh? (laughs) Weird. Number four, I have uh, the final episode of How I Met Your Mother. Ooh, that's a great one. Because that destroyed an entire show that could have been, like, in the zeitgeist of pop culture forever. It really destroyed a show that should and could have been... On office and parks and rec level of Mm. still making money. Yeah. Like, all of those actors have lost out on a lot of residuals. All of those writers have lost out on a lot of residuals. All because they filmed the ending too early. Mm -hmm. And cast the incandescent Krista Milioti, who I think we talked about like two weeks ago on the show too, as the mother. And the audience just fell in love with her. And then they killed her. Killed her off screen. Uh, uh, next I have Al Capone's vault. Okay. Like one of the most infamous bonehead, uh, shows. We did an episode on that. Uh, six, I put super train, super train, uh, which we can't find all of, but it almost bankrupted a network. 
It's also what we can find is extremely long. Yeah. And it's... Uh, Super Train's always been one that I know we should really do. Mm-hmm. But it's 18 hours and it's not going to be a good episode. Yeah, it's going to be rough. Uh, then I just wrote something, something, Charlie Sheen, something, something, two and a half men. Two and a half men. The two and a half men drama, especially when like Chuck Lorre got involved at the end of it and like the weird petty back and forth in the yeah, show. Everything that happened there was just so weird. Like the the little boy then turned against the show when he became a man, basically. Yeah. Uh, it was just, that was all weird. Uh, then I have You're in the Picture, uh, which we should probably talk about sometime when we can do Stay Doomed again. Uh, I couldn't think of a good way to phrase this, uh, but I have, I just went with CBS All Access. Okay. When, like, every channel was trying to be their own app. Yes. Uh, because there is a Comedy Central app, despite the fact that there's a Paramount Network app and all this other stuff. And it's so frustrating. Yeah, because I was like, just let me watch the thing. Uh, so I remember CBS All Access being the one that people were like, do not buy this for Star Trek. Let Star Trek die. Because we can't send the message that we're willing to pay for this. Yes. Like, I remember all that, like, hubbub. And then uh, I wanted to go with, like, a, a more unique one. So I went with Spike Loses UFC. Okay. Uh, Spike, before it became the Paramount Network, was television for men. And they had Monday Night Raw and they had UFC. And that's where, like, those were, like, their big properties. And then they lost them to Fox and USA. And now, and then Spike didn't have a purpose to exist anymore. And thus became the Paramount Network. So, I wanted to do something with sports, and that was the best I could come up with. That's totally fair. So, those were our guesses. Let's uh, let's take a look at what Rolling Stones thinks is our the top 50 worst decisions. Okay, I opened it, and it jumped me down to 50 for some, or 40 for some reason, but okay. Okay. So, uh, I see that the top one is... Jeopardy allows Mike Richards to anoint himself host. Yeah, that was a huge mistake. We needed someone that we loved to be the host of Jeopardy. And there were too many people angling for that job for it to be some guy. And admittedly, uh, I, I don't like either choice. Like, I don't love Jennings or Bialik in the role. Yeah, Bialik has some issues. Uh, and so does Jennings. And so does Jennings. Uh, I think Ken Jennings makes more sense. There's kind of a niceness to be like, if you're so good at Jeopardy, you can become the host. <laughs> like, that's kind of nice. Uh, but, like, they never really gave LeVar Burton a fair shake at it. In no, I, they gave LeVar Burton, like, a, oh my god, will the internet shut up and go mm. away if we give this to him? Plus, like, I signed a petition to give Matt Pat a chance, and they never gave him a shot. And I think the argument of, like, you could bring in a new audience to Jeopardy... Because here's the thing. Jeopardy's great. Like, as a game show, Jeopardy... There was a time where we watched Final Jeopardy before dinner every night. Yes. We're like, let's find out what Final Jeopardy was. I keep trying to get on Jeopardy because I feel like it's a reasonable way for me to grift money. I made a whole video auditioning for 
uh, Jeopardy that you can check out on the Plus Two Comedy Gaming channel. That's a real thing. Uh, but a lot of people see Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune as that thing their grandparents watch. Mm-hmm. Including someone that would have given some like younger flair to this would have really helped Jeopardy. In my yeah. Opinion. Uh, but instead they went with Michael Richards who then turned out to be problematic as well. And he was the producer. Yeah. So it really felt like he was just like, you know who'd be great for this job and I have the power to give them this? Me. Me. I think me. Scrolling down. America's Next Top Model asked contestants to swap ethnicities. When did this happen? Yeah, this was... uh, Which season was... It says it's happened in 2005. So, uh, when I was in college, I would... If I didn't work that day, I didn't have a car, so I'd be stuck at home all day. Mm -hmm. So I watched a lot of America's Next Top Model marathons on VH1. Mm -hmm. Really, I feel like you could put a bunch of America's Next Top Model things in here. Uh, But they did... We... They did this. What what is it like... I don't understand what that sentence even means. America's Next Top Model asked contestants to swap ethnicities. Are they saying like... We're going to put you in makeup, or is it them being like, hey, I know you're Asian, but we're kind of in the need of a Native American. Do you mind saying that to be a contestant? Uh, no. They did a photo shoot where they made everybody uh, be painted. Ooh. Ooh. No, 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 no. Oh. Oh, no, 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 no. That woman's Asian. Oh, I can tell. <laughs> Laura just showed me a picture. And, uh... It is an Asian woman who is in clear, uh, clear blackface. And I feel very bad for, because the other thing with America's Next Top Model is if you've ever watched any of the worst photo shoots, which there have been a few over the years, Mm -hmm. the contestants have no power. Right. Like if you say no to something, you are going to get, the best case scenario is a purple edit. Right. The wor- You were also going to get the whiniest, that you're difficult and you're mm-hmm. whiny and no one's going to want to work for you. Yeah. Okay. So that's... Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say that deserves to be on the list. Uh, <laughs> number 48, something that we will eventually do here on the show. The Geico Cavemen get their own sitcom. I'm going to say right now. That should be lower than the America's Next Top Model thing. I laughed through my pain, wrote a New York Times critic. The thing about it is, like, it really should have worked because it's Nick Kroll. Yeah. Like, I could totally see this working as a show. And, like, I think one of the weird things that worked against it was the Geico cavemen were, like, a fun uh, Geico commercial that usually got a laugh. They weren't even the most popular Geico commercial. <laughs> no. No. Wee! Think of the piggy. Oh, the pig, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Disney Re- Plus refuses to let Lizzie McGuire grow up. Ooh, that's a very interesting one for for uh, 47. I find it very very interesting because Disney I just watched I just watched a Matt Pat video where he <laughs> talks about uh, the problems Disney's been having. And one of their problems currently is over-reliance on intellectual property. Mhm. 
But this is interesting because this could have been a really good way to capitalize on an older property in a way that would get its own fans. Yeah. And this had been somewhat successful with Girl Meets World. Mm -hmm. So Fuller House and Girl Meets World are in this similar basket Mm -hmm. of the parents from the coming-of-age sitcom you enjoyed, or the main characters from the coming-of-age sitcom you enjoyed are now the parents. Mm -hmm. So they're not as centralized. But they're more centralized than the parents were when you were growing up because they know that some of the audience has a relationship to the parents. Yeah. But this would have been interesting to have a sort of Sex in the City light yeah. version of Lizzie McGuire. Uh, it reminds me of Clarissa. Clarissa now. Yeah. And how these attempts have not quite worked out. Mm-hmm. I wanted to look up something. Interestingly, there is a uh, there is a version of That's So Raven. Oh, really? Yes, That's So Raven has an adult version, believe it or not. I believe it. And I think that's very, very interesting. Uh, where it's Raven as an adult with her family. Uh, there's a family sitcom called Raven's Home. Oh, okay. So... Uh, Raven is now a mother and Raven's son is psychic. Oh, okay. So, uh, so they've been trying to do, but they have not yet done one that has fully centralized the main character mm-hmm. and kept them centralized like Liz right. McGuire would have. I, I agree that it's a mistake. I feel like it's not as big as a mistake. I, I think the bar is pretty high based on uh, uh, America's Top Model. <laughs> so I feel like that should have been way higher on the list. Uh, the next one is... Uh, I actually had this as my possible 11th one. Yeah. Um, I have in my notes SNL Various. Yeah. Because SNL's made a few big mistakes over the years. Uh, but this is a big one. SNL fires Adam Sandler and Chris Farley. I didn't know they got fired. I know that Norm MacDonald got fired. Uh, Adam Sandler does not come back to host for 50, for, excuse me, more than 20 years. Really? He has that incredible run in the 90s Mm -hmm. where he makes millions upon millions of millions of box office dollars. And he does not come back to SNL till 2019, even to host. Wow. Why did they fire them? Uh, ratings were bad. It was going to get canceled. And so they decided to... Uh, Just gut the cast? Yes. Uh, Sandler and Farley were paid more than a lot of the rest of the cast. So that was one of the reasons mm. that they were cut. I, I will say, like... I can almost understand firing Sandler. Almost. Like, Sandler was great on SNL, but, like, I don't think he was that iconic. Like, I'm trying to think of iconic Sandler characters, and all I'm coming up with is Canteen Boy. Opperman? And, oh, and Opperman. Opperman's good, yeah. Uh, but Chris Farley was everyone. <laughs> Yeah, and from what I understand, he lived in a van 
by the river. Yeah, like just based on that, like just based on Matt Foley alone, you would think. Yeah, and Chippendales. But like, yeah, Chippendales, which wasn't reincurring, but it's like one iconic. of the most iconic sketches of all time. Uh, there was also like the Gap Girls. Yeah. Uh, it like, yeah, it's it's very strange. I don't. It's. It's interesting to see it now as a, a problem, but if they didn't fire SNL, like it's not like I think SNL would have skyrocketed. If anything, I think it would have hindered Farley and Sandler. Yeah. So well, I don't know about this one. Like it's great to look back in hindsight and be like, oh, I can't believe they let these big stars go. But, you know... Maybe Sketch just isn't great for them. Next is HBO. This should not be higher than America's Next Top Model. HBO tries to make Sex in the City for Men on a movie called on a show called The Mind of the Married Man. I yeah, I don't remember this. It and I'm sure it had no effect on HBO at all. It was the central. Uh, it moved. Quote, quoting Rolling Stone. It moved the action to Chicago and saddled the central characters with spouses. Uh, Seeing women talk, frankly, about sex was revelatory. Seeing men do the same thing in the mind of married men uh, felt piggish, gross, and very familiar. Uh, The show aired right after 9-11. So it just got buried and nobody cared about it. Uh, I think one of the issues here is exactly what they're saying with having there be marriage. When the women from Sex and the City were talking, they were kind of talking about, like, the disposable love interest of the week. Mm Mm-hmm. Not their life partner. Yeah, that's true. Like, I feel like that's, uh... I feel like that's, to me, a big gross line of the way you talk about someone you're not planning to see again or someone that you're having a casual arrangement with. Versus the way you're talking about, like, your partner. Yeah. Uh, and apparently it's not on Mac, so we can't even do an episode on it. Uh, there's two seasons anyway. Oh, uh, okay. Then you're, you're not even good enough for a Stay Doomed episode. <laughs> Number 44. Two words. Cop Rock! <laughs> oh, Cop Rock Redux when? After the strike. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we've said a lot about Cop Rock. We'll say more about Cop Rock, cop rock in the future. Uh, calling it Cop Rock is hard to say. That's another mistake. Moving on. Number 43. The ungodly horror that is The Swan makes women hate themselves. The Swan is a show that I constantly forget was two seasons and pitched to do an episode on just to get disappointed again. Yeah, this was part of, like, the Extreme Makeover... Because everybody remembers Extreme Makeover Home Edition because it was much more popular and less controversial than Extreme Makeover. Yes, which was super plastic surgery. And there was a show called Bridal Plasty. I remember Bridal Plasty, yeah. And then I've seen clips of the show Are You Hot? Mm-hmm. And it... Uh, yeah, that was a gross one. That was a gross one. Uh, but just this miserable... I love this. It's impossible to know the impact it had on its viewers, but everyone involved in this project should be ashamed. Yeah. I remember, like, the controversies about this is they had to kick someone out because there were no mirrors anywhere. Like, the whole thing was you weren't allowed to see what you look like until the final reveal. And they kicked someone out for, like, using a piece of jewelry to try to use as a reflection. (laughs) And she got kicked out of the show. 
Uh, I also remember that the girl who won the swan was on, uh, you know, like Battle of the Network Stars? Yes. There was a Battle of the Reality Show Stars, and it was like a more reality show version of Battle of the Network Stars with like eliminations and stuff like that. Something that we almost did on Stay Doomed and then we couldn't find all of it. Yes. The Miz is on it. The Miz is like one of the big characters on it. And one of the characters on it is the girl who won the swan. And it's very clear that while she did have all this work done, there's no one to help her, like, maintain it. Yeah. So she kind of, like, goes back to looking the way she looked. Because she doesn't know how to style her hair like that. Yeah. And that's something that they sure didn't bring up. (laughs) I always think of that with, uh... I always think of that with fashion and makeover shows just in general Mm -hmm. of you really just don't it's a skill Mm -hmm. making yourself look good is a skill it's not i didn't wake up and look like this i mean that's one of the things uh queer eye for the straight guy it had its issues for sure Mm -hmm. but they showed the men how to dress and how to style their hair it was a how-to not a magic wand yes and so I, I totally see it's very difficult to do that kind of thing. Yeah. Like I'm still discovering what I think my style is. I, if my hair looks good, it's by the grace of God that day. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. Number 42. Fox tries to make their own daily show. I vaguely remember this, but like if I would use one word to describe it, it would be forgettable. Yeah. So what, like, I wouldn't say anything that's forgettable is not one of the biggest mistakes of all time. Yeah, like, it ran 17 episodes in 2007 and just didn't, didn't work. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, American Air, is that what it's called? No, um... The Half Hour News Hour. Yeah, Air America was a... Uh, liberal talk radio station that also didn't take off but has nothing to do with TV. Oh. Number 41. You got one. Oh, sorry. I was was too busy being excited about the other thing. Oh, Al Capone's vault. Oh, man. What? As big of a disaster as this is, it's one of my favorite things in the world. Like, what, what a wonderful disaster. And, like, had he found the body of Jimmy Hoffa, it would be the, one of the greatest shows of all time. But he didn't. Had someone planted something in there? Yeah, because, like, I have a friend, and he works on Storage Wars. Yes. And his job is to put stuff in the storage units so they can find it and go, oh, wow, look at this. Like, that's his job. They weren't smart enough to do this yet <laughs> in, the, in the 80s. So it's just a disaster. And what a fun watch that was. Just watching Geraldo be like, all right, there's nothing here. I promised I'd sing something. Chicago. What? I, whatever. Yeah, he like gives up. Yeah. All right. Um, number 40. Ren and Stimpy's adult party cartoon exists. 
I I, I kind of am upset about this happening uh, because this is where they move to MTV or do they end? Do they move to Spike? This is the Spike new episodes, not the like lost episodes, not the repackages. Because mm-hmm. also after Nickelodeon stopped airing it, I believe MTV did air Ren and Stimpy for a while. Yeah. Um, you know what? I don't see what damage this did. And I really don't see there being any damage in here other than people being like, yeah, it wasn't that good. Yeah, like, six episodes were made. It was canceled after three... Uh-oh. Da-da-da. Uh, and then the John Kay, the creator, uh, has been canceled for uh, sexually harassing teenage girls in the 90s. Oh. Well, that's fun. Uh, Number 39, MTV gives up. (laughs) And it's just a picture of of ridiculousness. It's true. Like, MTV isn't anything anymore. No. It's just, like, when you realize that nothing will do better than a rerun of ridiculousness... Why make anything else? The Rolling Stone author is particularly acidic here in just a beautiful way. Because mm-hmm. uh, he compares ridiculousness to Al My Balls Al from my balls, Idiocracy. Because, yeah. like, truth be told, a lot of networks are like this. Yes. Like, if you pull up the running for, like, Nickelodeon, it will be 90% Spongebob. And then, at, like, certain times, they'll try their new show. If you look up Cartoon Network, it'll it's be... usually Teen Titans Go. It's usually Teen Titans Go. And then a few things that they're trying. And that's mostly what they're doing with MTV. Like, there's two hours where they'll try, like, Catfish. Yeah. And, like, something like that. It's no longer music television. Uh, I can't believe with how, like, technology has advanced in terms of communication that TRL is not a thing. Yeah. Because, like... You could just have people actively texting in and using Twitter and things like that. Like, you can make a really good interactive show now, MTV. But they're not doing that. They're showing ridiculousness again. Uh, Yeah, like, I'm looking at Cartoon Network Schedules, which is a uh, Twitter account that runs Cartoon Network and, like, what they're currently running. Mm -hmm. And it's so many marathons. Yeah. It's just, it's bad. Yeah. Uh, cable as a as a format is kind of and a lot of dying, it, and they don't know what to do. A lot of it is difficult because they're creating new content. It's just going to streaming. Like Cartoon Network is creating new cartoons. Yeah. But they're getting dumped on the max. Yeah. And maybe in a year, eighteen months, they'll run on Cartoon Network. Uh, apparently, now that I'm looking at this, uh, they are running Checkered Past. It's going to be starting next week. Cartoon Network's going to show all of the like Cartoon Network originals in early episodes. Oh, really? Like Dexter? Yes. Um, the Omelette du Fromage exp- uh, Yay. episode and Freaky Fred. Yay. From Courage the Cowardly Dog. Uh, it's very interesting because this person is complaining a lot about uh, the DVD release, releases and whatnot. So mm. I, I'm going to 
give this a account a follow. Yeah, it's interesting you get a follow. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, scrolling down to number 40, uh, 38. This is not... No, I, I completely disagree with this. Family Matters disappears Judy Winslow. Judy Winslow didn't do anything on Family Matters. Like, it's the same way they got rid of Richie Cunningham's brother on uh, uh, Happy Days. Like, when Judy Winslow left, there wasn't a group of people like, Where's Judy Winslow? They're saying uh, because of the effect it had on the actress. Oh, all right. Uh, I believe certain shows do have this problem of you pigeonhole yourself into the three children format. Mm -hmm. And inevitably there's going to be children who are more in focus than others. Yeah. And Family Matters also had Urkel. Yeah, there's a great... uh, Laura remained in focus because Urkel was in love Because of Urkel, yeah. There's a great Key and Peele sketch where it's the producer of Family Matters and the guy playing uh, Carl Winslow. Like, the show's called Family Matters. Why are we in space? Uh, Family Matters is a very interesting show. I watched a, like, a YouTube documentary on it about how it, be- it started as a sitcom and then went and became a sci-fi show, basically. Uh, and like what that meant for television and what that meant for the show. Because, like, Early Family Matters is a lot of, like... One of the plots of Early Family Matters is Laura accidentally sells the family quilt. Yeah. And it's just like, that quilt is so important to my family. Please, I need it back. Oh, you sold it to me fair and square. And then, like, late Family Matters is Urkel accidentally makes a clone of himself. Named Stefan Urkel. No, no, he first he just oh. makes a straight-up clone of himself. Oh, right. And he's like, ethically, what can we do with this clone? <laughs> so they turn him into Stefan. And then Stefan and Urkel exist in the same universe together. It's madness. It really is. I, I totally... And there's an Urkel bot. On top of all of this. Yes. Uh, that's very much... Kind of goes to that zombie TV show mm-hmm. concept where, like, that show should have ended a while ago. Oh, yeah. All yeah. right. There were some problems. The there. early cancellations of both Star Trek and Gilligan's Island. Just, wow, Gilligan's Island only ran three seasons? Yes. That's wild, considering, like, it had a... It, it started in black and white and ended in color. Uh, yes. And it's interesting because, like, there were plans for another season of Gilligan's Island. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I believe there was some, um, tomfoolery. Tomfoolery, you with say? the With the cancellation of Gilligan's Island. Uh, it's because CBS chief executive William S. Paley... Did not want Gunsmoke to go off the air. Why do you think I'm leaning on Paley? Uh, because it sounds like uh, David S. Pumpkins. No. <laughs> what else is named for Paley? The Paley Center? Yes. So the Paley Center is clearly named for him. Uh, it was because they didn't want Gunsmoke to, be, to go off the air. And there was only essentially one spot for Gunsmoke. Mm. To get on the fall schedule. 
Really? And it was Gilligan's Island and a new show called Duck. Crazy. Uh, And that's also why Star Trek was gone as well? Star Trek is just lower rated than you think it is. Uh, Star Trek didn't really become popular on the level you're thinking until the 70s in syndication. Because I remember, like, original Star Trek used to run on G4. Yeah. And they had to run it in a 90-minute slot because there wasn't as many commercials back then. Yes. So the only way they could do it is if it was 90 minutes instead of 60. Uh, All right. 36. ABC gives us way too much who wants to be a millionaire. That's fair. That's fair. Yes, this is... I think they're still, I think all of the networks still do this with like Dancing with the Stars, American Idol, The Voice, where they all run like two or three episodes a week. Mm-hmm. I just, I think that's so much. Yeah, I just remember like when the, the fever was high in uh, 1999 that like we wanted to see who was going to be the first person to do it. So they started putting it on four or five nights a week. And then, once somebody did it, it was really hard to care after that. And I don't think they realized that. Uh, and Millionaire is, like, such a shell of what it used to be. Like yeah. Like, everything's... They've tried to change the format by adding new, like, lifelines and all this other stuff. And then I remember also... Do you remember the show Greed? Yes. Uh, where they were like... It was Fox's answer to Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and their whole thing was like, we're giving away $2 million. How about that? How about $2 million? Uh, and then, and because of that, Regis Philbin fought the host of that uh, on Celebrity Deathmatch. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they, they definitely aired it way too much. It's still on. It's gone through so many hosts. It's, yeah, they, they made some mistakes with that. And I, I definitely believe it belongs on this list. So, the next one is Mad About You reboots on Spectrum? I had no idea this happened. Uh, Mad About You was Helen Hunt and Paul Reiser. Yeah. Uh, And they were a married couple. I actually really liked Mad About You when I was young. Yeah. Uh, I was a big fan of their show. Um, But I didn't know that there was a reboot in 2019. This all took place in a near-total vacuum. And, like, I don't think it needs to be on this list if it was so forgettable. Yeah, I think... So, I, I'm not under... I don't think I understand the ranking of this system. Yeah, because if you're trying to say, like, this ruined the Mad About You brand... The Mad About Universe? Yeah, it's not... It didn't do that. That was nobody, a good joke. Nobody cared. It was great, and I was just rolling with it. Um... Uh, Yeah, I don't really have anything to say about this. I think this is dumb to be on the list. Number 34, HBO Max dumps the HBO. Yeah, I don't get just calling it Max. There's a channel called Cinemax. Oh, wait, here. And I quote, Had this guy never heard the term Skinamax before? Cinemax spent decades showing softcore porn late at night to boost ratings. Yeah. That name is more associated with adult entertainment than HBO. Also, HBO had spent like the 2000s and 2010s building their brand for prestige television, mm-hmm. only to just throw that out the window. Yeah, I mean, like, I used to have Cinemax because I had a hot box. 
And I used to watch Cinemax. Not Skinemax, but when I hear Max, I think Cinemax, not HBO. Such a silly choice. Yeah, like I could see this because this damaged their brand. Mm-hmm. It's like calling it Nick. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, what are you thinking? Uh, number 33, Fox News and CNN create streaming platforms. I totally get this. I totally get why this is a bad decision because it costs money to create these streaming platforms. And 24 hours of news is still too much news. Yeah. So, like, news on on top of that being able to, like, demand news. Yeah, that's... It's not needed and silly. I mean, I guess the idea is... You don't have cable, so here's you can still have Fox News or CNN and, you know, still cancel your cable plan. But it's like six bucks a month. Like, it's silly. Uh, just all of these... That, this is kind of my uh, CBS All Access thing. Yeah. Of just like, this is a dumb idea to have all this streaming. Well, essentially we're trying... They're trying to get like carte blanche cable again. Mm-hmm. And uh, the news channels are, like, something no one wants to pay for. Yeah, like... You only really watch CNN for more than a couple minutes on, like, election night or when things are going poorly. Like, people have wanted a la carte cable for so long where they're like, listen, I only pay... I only watch Comedy Central and the Food Network. Can I just pay for those? And the response is like, well, Comedy Central's under Viacom, so you can't get it a la carte. You It comes with... Spike and USA and all these other uh, networks. So, like, the idea that they're trying to then force it on us themselves, like, they're just doing a bad job about it. So, uh, the next one is Dan Rather fails to vet supposed George W. Bush documents. I kind of remember. I'm going to be honest, I have no memory of this because I was, uh, I I was 16 or 17 when this would have happened. 16, probably. Mm-hmm. And I think I kind of faintly remember it, but like, I don't remember it enough to have like super, nothing yeah. was going to make me support George W. Bush in that election. And it didn't really matter because I couldn't vote in that election. Yeah, it's kind of... It, I remember it being brought up when... Uh, what's her name? Had uh, Trump's tax returns. Rachel Maddow. Rachel Maddow. I was like, I have Trump's tax returns. And it was just for one year. And it was like, yeah, he played by the rules. She's like, oh, you're, you kind of promised us one thing. And you're not delivering the, uh, the answers that we wanted here. And you don't have all the information. I don't understand 31. <laughs> uh, 31. Quantum Leap reboots without Scott Bakula. It, is the writer of this just a really big Quantum Leap fan? That <laughs> he was like, how dare they? Like, Quantum Leap is a C tier sci fi show that had its fans and had its run, and then they tried to bring it back. Like, there are tons of shows that fit that category. What's your problem with Quantum Leap? Yeah, this kind of feels like this author in particular dislikes reboots a lot, too. Yeah. That's all I have to say about that. 
So, <laughs> uh, the next is the Academy Awards asks James Franco to co-host. Anne Hathaway, bless her. Yeah. This actually kind of dovetails with how I how Janet Jackson got punished for the Super Bowl. Everybody made fun of Anne Hathaway mm-hmm. during this. Anne Hathaway is doing her level best to carry a show when her co-host doesn't give a crap about anything. No. Uh, to be honest, though, like, the Academy Awards is so not watched anymore that, like, this is something we still talk about, at least. Yeah. Because I remember John Stewart hosted twice. And the first time he hosted, he was not very good. No. And they roasted him up and down the uh, the Daily Show. Then when he hosted it again, he did a pretty good job, and it was the lowest ratings the Academy Award ever got. Yes. So they roasted him up and down for that. Because award shows were, are not doing the numbers they used to do. So the fact that we have something to point at to kind of discuss about the Academy Awards is kind of better than it just have being yet another forgettable Academy Awards. Yeah, like, I, one of the issues is the Academy Awards have gotten a reputation for being out of touch. Mm-hmm. It's never movies anybody has seen. Even when they expanded the nominations for Best Picture to be 9 to 10. I believe there was one year there was 9 nominated, and there was a very popular 10th film. That that, the, oh, that's every year. <laughs> every year they've done this to us. And everyone's like, did you just not nominate 10 to just not nominate X film? Yeah, because that was true for Deadly Hallows. That was true for uh, Dark Knight. That was true for... I think they did actually nominate Black Panther. Yes. Uh, But yeah, they like... The first year that they were like, we can uh, nominate 5 to 10. For the first like 5 years, they nominated 9. And people were like, what is this garbage? And all it really did was spoil who was winning foreign film and animated picture. It did, yes. Because you knew if a foreign language film and an animated movie were up for best picture, that they were taking home those respective awards. Mm -hmm. I also, we were talking about this in the, with Ryan Gosling. Yeah. About, I always call it the Tropic Thunder nomination. Mm-hmm. Of there's usually a supporting actor or actress in a very popular film. Mm-hmm. There's no chance of winning, but it's like almost there to throw like us uncultured swine a bone. Yeah, because there's wide speculation that Ryan Gosling will in fact be nominated for Barbie as Ken. Yeah. And I just I find that very interesting. You good? Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry. Okay. Sorry. Just, I was, I was worried about you. Uh, and that's what they're doing with movies in general. Like, your favorite... Barbie's not going to get nominated for Best Picture. And if it does get nominated for Best Picture, it's not going to win. A movie no one's seen is going to win. Mm-hmm. Then that's just how it seems to work. I have faith in Barbie. I don't know if it'll win, but I, I, I see it getting nominated at least for direction and at least for, like, design. Also, like Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer's another crowd pleaser that somehow won't win Best Picture, although Killian Murphy is currently a frontrunner for actor. Yeah, I could see Oppenheimer definitely picking up some stuff, too. Laverne and Shirley dumps Shirley. 
I didn't know that that happened. There was, it just became Laverne? So what it looks like is they uh, tried to make Cindy Williams work through her pregnancy. Oh. And like through her pregnancy to the point where like even an office job would have you out. Mm-hmm. Like usually people go on parental leave a week or two before their due date, mm-hmm. which is why people don't tend to like give birth at work. And uh, she sued, but they did the last season without her, mm-hmm. but still called it Laverne and Shirley. I didn't know that. Shamil Shamazel. <laughs> That's weird. Oh, yeah, this one. Ooh, Number I... 28. The Simpsons reveals Pr- Principal oh, Skinner's an imposter. Yes, the Principal and the Popper episode. What many consider the worst episode of The Simpsons of all time. Where it turned out that Skinner went to war because he's he had always been a veteran, uh, but he was actually coming to inform Mrs. Skinner that her son had died in combat, and she just like pretended it was her son, and that was just the lie he lived for years until one day Skinner showed up. Yeah, and they. They tie Skinner to a train and send him out of town, and they're like, let's all pretend like this never happened. It, oh, what a, what a mistake this episode is. Yes, and like, The Simpsons has been having issues, mm-hmm. Zombie Simpsons, but this is one of those episodes that became infamous because it's one thing to shamble on as a husk of your former, former self. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to retcon out seasons and seasons of stuff. Right. That being said, for this to be the 28th biggest uh, mistake in the history of television, Simpsons is still on. Yeah. <laughs> like, really, what were the repercussions of this decision? Like, we can all sit here and be like, this is dumb. But, like, nobody lost their job Like, we just all agreed that this fictional show had a bad episode. Like, like I get it. But again, America's Top Model put people in blackface. Yes. So, uh, the next one is the spinoff of called Joey from Friends. Again... If you take a guy on a like a very popular show and then you give him a stupid amount of money, I, I get it. Yeah, like of course. It's also very interesting that like they're listing the successful spinoffs here, like how Frasier was a spinoff of Cheers, Laverne and Shirley was a spinoff of uh, Happy Days. Like, why wouldn't this work? Yeah. Agreed. It doesn't seem like a dumb decision because on paper, like, they were hyping the crap out of this show. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why, if you're calling this the worst TV network decisions, this was not a bad decision. No. It was poorly executed. Yeah, like, it should have done well, but it just didn't, like, what, I guess, like, a good way to put it is, like, you are an actor or a director or a showrunner and you get offered Joey. 
You'd be stupid not to take that. Oh, yeah. If I'm an actor and they're like, you get to be, you know, Joey's little sister mm-hmm. or whatever, I'd be like, okay, money, please. Yeah. If they were like, we are rebooting Cop Rock, then I think you'd be like, mm. <laughs> I feel like this is a mistake. And number 26. Uh, NBC poaches Megan Kelly from Fox. Huh. Uh, this was a bad decision for NBC because Megyn Kelly's gonna Megyn Kelly. Yeah. And then they were like surprised. Yeah. When she Megyn Kellyed. Yeah, I guess it's like when Rogan went to Spotify and everyone was like, "What is Joe Rogan saying?" Yeah, Megyn Kelly did what Megyn Kelly does. NBC was shocked and appalled, and then had to pay out her contract anyway. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty dumb. Yeah. So that's that one I get. So we are at number 26, and we're at about an hour here. Perhaps we should split this up into a twofer. (gasps) Twofer? That's right. The first ever two-part tune out. Ooh. Two-pout? Two-pout. We we gotta go. (laughs) (laughs) We tried. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Tune Out. And thank you to our wonderful patrons for continuing to support the show in this new weird format as the strike continues. Please continue to support the Writers Guild and the Actors Union. And uh, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash plus two comedy. And uh, where can people find us? You can email us at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com or on Facebook and Twitter or whatever. At Stay Doomed. And if you want to talk to me about your picks for what could be on this list, I'm at Plus Two Comedy on X. Uh, If you want to talk to me about your picks for this list, I'm at... Look, I'm... If you don't want to talk to me, but you want to talk to Laura... You took the easy one. You're going to make me have to come up... If you want to come up with a new end tag for me for next episode, because Noah will take the easy one, I'm at Priorities on X and Glitter and Glow Tape everywhere else. Until next time, tune out.